Okay, ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, three, two, one. Hello, this is the Include Podcast. We are happy that you are joining us for this very special episode. It's going to be a great one. I'm Lisa. I'm Wendy. And I'm Miles. Also today, we have a very special guest. He's the owner and president of Include Software and just an all-around cool guy. Uh, He's our fearless leader. Uh, We have with us today, Bill Seven. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Lisa. That's pretty cool. So yeah, fearless. I'm scared to be on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing you're afraid of is podcasts. (laughs) Rabbits, too. Okay, we'll keep that in mind. Well, this will not be scary at all. You'll see. We have a blast doing this. We've been telling you that, and I think you're you're gonna have a lot of fun with us today. And so, Bill, let's get started with your story. So, how did Include Software come to be, and how did it it evolve into the company that it is today, and the products that we have? Give us a little bit of a background. So, the story that. The story's on the website if anybody wants to like read the official version, but but I'll give you the, the Cliff Notes version now. So mm-hmm. years ago, 30 plus years ago, I uh, ended up working for a landscape contractor doing estimating. And that company put me in this room with this really bad computer, really old, slow 286 PC and some software that would literally take a minute to process a keystroke. And they said, okay, now we need you to estimate. And I go, wow, that's, that's not going to work for me. So I had been working on some software independently. I had a friend who was a software guy and, and I was, I was a little bit envious of him because he was making a lot more money than I was. And I didn't really think that was anything to do with him as much as it was to do with me making maybe a, a, a crazy choice. So, so I decided that I would write some, some new software. A guy in this other company and I, we went to a trade show and at this time software for commercial purposes like, like this, other than, you know, just some of the low end PC stuff was really, really expensive. So we, we went there and, and the cheapest software that they had was just off the charts. And, and this guy and I went, God, this looks like a really cool market. And there was nothing landscape business at all it was all for general construction and that sort of thing so so the plan was i would write some software he would sell it and that would and that we would just do really well with it because he knew the industry really well i didn't know the industry that well at that time but i was i was pretty good at estimating so so we we launched it and he he sold a few of them here and there. And, and what would happen is every time he would sell one, the people would say, yeah, that's pretty cool. But actually I also needed to do this. And, and he was, you know, how salespeople can be. Okay. We'll do that. We do that, that for you. You can do we'll that. Do we'll get, we'll get that in. And, and then the deal is sealed. And, and, and so he'd come back and he'd have these like crazy requests, like, Oh, I need this. or I need that. And then some of the stuff was, you know, we didn't know, enough breadth wise industry wise to be able to make a good decision whether that was a good thing or not so we would just put it in because also that's how we we're going to sell somebody it. asked for it so give it to them exactly so so we would just add features and that feature ad actually ended up being probably one of the strengths of our software because 
we had such a diverse group of, even though landscape companies are landscape companies, as you know, anyone who's in the industry knows, they're all different. And, and the differences were, were broad-based enough that we learned we had to design things that would work not just in the context of what someone's you know, request was, but also for other people too, because we couldn't just do one-offs. So, so we had a really kind of strong um, gene pool, I'll call it, of ideas from lots of different you know, people and, and that, that sort of development style has in some ways continued to now. I mean, we, we are doing, you know, nothing but listening to what people need, want. And also, I think what we do, you know, in our, in our development that, that makes our company interesting is that we, we do try to innovate new things that other people haven't really put out there, you know, try, try to avoid just copying other people's stuff. Um, there's a lot of that that goes on, but it doesn't make for you know advancement really. It's just kind of more of the same. So, so anyway, I I I I still really love doing what I do to this day, which is interesting because it's been a long time in, in software years. Like I had the same once that you know how dog years like a, a year is, is seven or, or one human year equals seven dog years. Right. Well, well, I came up with this algorithm that one computer year was like, you know, 30 years of human time, you know? So because, <laughs> I mean, technology, <laughs> as soon as it hits the market, it's obsolete. Is right? that in a function menu and asset? Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> converter. <laughs> the software converter. Yeah. Innovator die, right? So, so, so that's, that's what, you know, that's what keeps it fresh, keeps it interesting. And I think that as we continue, um, we, are, I mean, you guys all know you, you're all there, you know, for our our sessions and meetings and, and collaboration. We're busy inventing stuff, and that's what makes it fun. I think that's that's my passion about it, really. What do you think are some of the trends like today that you see going forward? Green industry and software. What do you think is what what excites you? What what trends do you see that we need to implement? Keep up with. Well, I think I think there. This is a really fragmented industry, and there's a lot of people trying a lot of different things. And so we've we've met over the years, you know, the best the best people in this industry, many of them, and we we work with them, and we, and we you know kind of took our our um, some of our inspiration from them, and 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 I would say that that. Um, there's been some people also that have decided, well, we're going to, you know, there's numerous companies who, who have like been a landscape company, built their own software, put it out there. And, and what we've seen happen in those cases is the companies, they, they basically kind of build what works for them. And, and there's this sort of unifying thing that happens, uh, or, or that's universally kind of desired by them. And that is the simplification of systems into from multiple systems to less. So in other words, I, I don't, they don't want five vendors or 10 vendors and try to glue everything together. They want like, you know, unity, you know, so they're doing stuff once and not having to put it in this program and then replicate it over here and that sort of thing. So, so that's, as far as like a trend of what people are actually trying to um, 
what they really want, I think, is that. And, and that, but how they go about getting it is, is, is intriguing because, you know, people are impatient. They want everything now. Um, and it might look like it's easy, but it isn't, you know, to get it right and to, you know, get it through, like, I don't know, vet it so that it's not, you know, version one and broken all the time. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of iteration. It takes a lot of different environments to work in. So, so we, we're on that trend of, of, you know, call it just integration, you know, it, it, the integration trend, which isn't really, a, you know, in, in some sense, it's not really a trend because most of the com companies that are making software now are specialists. They're making a piece of software and, and, then, and then they're making, um, you know, connections with other pieces of software. So they're kind of going the opposite direction of some of the stuff we do. Now, we, we won't not do that, but we know there's certain core pieces that kind of have to be built in and, and, and largely are not in, in the software in our industry. So, so integrating stuff is, is a key thing for us. And then, and then also we, we, we sort of want to do more than, than just, you know, copy what else is out there. So, so the stuff that we're working on that we've got in our pipeline now is not stuff other companies have in, in this industry, but they're things that people all want and use. So it's exciting. I mean, it's really cool. It's really like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do product announcements here, so um, I, I probably won't, but- You can do it every- <laughs> we, we can do, yeah, we can do right. whatever you want. We can, but you know- Well, so, so we've got, We've got, and we went to the, to the, um, to the, what would the word be? The, the lengths of actually creating our own e-signature platform, which, you know, no one else in this industry is doing. Um, this is imminently about ready to be released. It's, it's like any, any week now will be out. And it gives us some really cool capabilities that, that, you know, we've, we've tried the, you know, find a vendor partner um, and hook up to them and, and work with them and, you know, resell their services and all that. And what we found is that it doesn't really work that well over the long term because everybody who's not really bolted together like it from a very high level contract, you know, is, is capable of changing. So a vendor like, like a, you know, e-signature vendor, will change their code and you've got to, you've got to keep up with them. So it, it, we're, we're identifying core competencies in software that, that are very um, high end from a standpoint of if you wanted to get this kind of functionality in other products, you'd have to, you'd have to hire IBM or SAP or somebody like that to write all this stuff and get it to work together for you. It'd be extremely expensive, millions of dollars. And we're able to deliver those kinds of products for a fraction of price that have capabilities that just make life easier for the people that use them. So, um, you know, the, the trend is come up with something different and, 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 you know, for us, but, but the trend for, I guess we're on our own trend because I don't see a lot of that. Paving the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for that too. Um, I guess I had a, I had a question in regards to that, like in, in the conversation. So that's a new product, which is really exciting. And that's more like salesy 
and we're kind of discovering that there's a lot more integrations than just sales for e-signature con like it's it's amazing and i'm excited i'm excited to share that as we go on, I don't want to talk about it too much here because, you know, you got to maintain the surprise. But you heard it here first. Right. Um, surprise. Yeah, but you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, so with our current products, right, you know, we we're kind of telling the story of like how we had a really good gene pool of ideas. I really like that um, analogy. Um, how, how, did, how did job costing and asset come to be the way it is? Like at what moment? was it just like an evolution of iterations over time saying, Oh, like we have this project. Oh, we need actually need accounting detail on this project or this, like, how did, how did that logic happen? Because that's like, obviously the, the, like the coolest part about asset is how detailed you can get something to the, to the job that I, I'm just kind of curious on how that came to fruition because that's something that stand the test of time and has made, asset just a super relevant product well i think it's i think it gets to really just it's a very very simple thing it's almost so simple i don't want to say it so i I won't go into the details of that but it the idea of having um, accounting by project what we've done differently than anyone is is we essentially said everything's a project so there are processes that people don't consider projects like internal things. So I've got, you know, a maintenance in, in the yard as a, as a landscape company, I've got a yard, I'm running this, this, this you know, office with facilities and they cost a certain kind of money. And in, in most companies, all, all of those kinds of expenses that are related to that go into a, just a, a generic administrative bucket. So the administrative bucket would include marketing, it would include sales, it would include all of those things. And, and those things are worthy of tighter scrutiny than just a simple GL account. So we early on decided that we need to project cost everything. And so we literally can, and, and we've designed our, our platform so that some of that, that analysis can be done, actually a lot of it can be done after the fact. So with our iKPI product, for instance, we can analyze data that has been sitting in the system for a long time that people would have to get out by running reports and then you know maybe making spreadsheets and kind of converting those into analytics. We've got all that data and some, some of the visualizations we come out with are really surprisingly amazing because they take all that data and they just reorganize it with the capabilities of how the database is designed to come up with insight and, and insight that's useful. So uh, I, I think that's kind of um, that's kind of the bones of it. I mean, you get down to what's really going on underneath underneath the hood of it is we are um, we, we are literally job cost to the core. There's no extra extra thing you have to do to job cost. It's built in. Every, you can't not job cost an, an asset. Whereas in most other software, it's a it's kind of an extra process or, or outside of the core of the accounting. Like here's, here's my main accounting over here. And then here's all my project accounting here, which excludes giant parts of the company from mm -hmm. being able to be looked at. It really is genius though, the way it's designed. Uh, everything has to be posted to a job and the chart of accounts is so streamlined, which I think, it's different. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, like when we when we get a new client, sometimes they they've been working with a system, you know, a different system, and and they've tried to accomplish some of these objectives that I've been talking about by building it out in the chart of accounts, and so they get these multi-page, gigantic charts of accounts that are very difficult to manage and difficult to keep straight because there's accounts everywhere, and over time, you know, people don't even know what they are anymore. They're just in there, so so we do a lot of of uh, helping people consolidate things into more useful and easy to manage formats. And, you know, for, I, I think one of the most exciting things that we've done is, is our analytics product because we've had this data forever, but we haven't really made it available to the degree that we do now forever. And once, once you start really playing with it, it's, it's kind of fun you know, to see what you can do. And you know, Miles, you know, you could you could probably speak to some kind of you know dashboard that we've made that has given people a view that they just could not get, and now they get it by just clicking, literally clicking one thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what's been fun about being part of the team, and we've talked about IKPI before in other episodes, but it just it seems like a current, recurring thing that keeps on popping up. But I think the coolest thing, in regards to like job costing in, in in the accounting side because the accounting side i think is so intriguing to me since you know i'm relatively new to the team um and just seeing how it all works is but like in ikpi we're able to do the ratios for example right by because we were able to categorize our our gl accounts you know and yeah um we're able to do like live ratios like current ratio and quick ratio for our financial geeks out there and um, I think that's super cool how you just like log on and it's like, boom, okay. But the, the fact that it has the fact that the structure is there to begin with, to do that in like one shot is kind of incredible. I think that's, what's kind of cool. How like this build up over the years to having like this product that, um, when done well and you're staying within the systems, it creates really, really, really clean and really, really solid data. And when you start and when you start going outside of like just this industry into like the general tech and data science industry, people struggle with clean data. Like there's people who get who get paid, you know, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just to scrub and clean data from different multiple sources and then put them onto a, like a tableau or something dashboard right. for an enterprise. And whereas you have this product, where you don't you don't need to scrub and clean. It's just it's purely a data input thing if the data's off, you know? Yeah. Um, and as long as you're following the system and the, the infrastructure is there to get whatever you need about your business, which is, I don't know, I just think it's it's kind of incredible because you go talk to, I, I just have friends in other industries and they're like, yeah, we have to scrub and we have to run Python codes, scripts, and da, 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 da. And this is kind of, it's just, been set it just seems like a lot of lessons have been learned over the years that have gotten us to this point so yeah totally i think that's a really cool point you just made about how how we can sort of take the same data and look at it differently so so this this gl categorization capability is really strong so you know people typically get a financial statement for their company and maybe they'll get one by department but we could do literally financial statements by salesperson, by project manager, by zip code if we want to, you know. Um, I mean, there's, there's really more than I could even mention here, ways to look at this data. 
all with the same data that people already have. So it's not like they have to go take the data out, reformat it and put it back in. They just have to go, okay, I want to look at it like this now and, and, and do a couple of configurations and then they're looking at it like that. So yeah, it's cool. It's really powerful. I, I would agree with that. So I have a question for you, Bill. Go ahead. I know we've been working with IKPI for a while and it's up and running and people are using it. I think it's completely amazing. But I actually don't know, when did that thought enter your mind? How did that how did that come about? Did you just have like a light bulb moment like one day and you said, "Oh, this would be really cool if we could get this all onto a dashboard and extract real-time, you know, data out of out of asset into this dashboard?" What was the process of that? I mean, I don't know how your mind works in, in that way. So I always find it interesting when you come up with new things. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. There's no way I could have come up with that. So how did you come up with that? We knew for a while that we were delivering more inputs than outputs for people. In other words, you'd get asset and you'd put data in and we'd get feedback like, yeah, I, I need this in a report. I need this in a report. I need this in a report. And, and that... It was it was just an avalanche of of requests more than we could we could answer really, so so we started thinking about well what's what's really the point of having all this data if you don't get something out of it so we started looking for ways to do that and there are a lot of BI and you know BI for those who don't know stands for business intelligence a lot of BI vendors out there lots of them and so we thought okay well. Maybe we can, an earlier you remember I was talking about integration, maybe we could just sort of tie into one of these BI vendors and, and you know, pick somebody like Microsoft or Tableau or somebody like that and, and take the data we have and, and deliver it that way. So, so you know, it's, it's very tempting to do that because it, it seems like an easier path than building it yourself. So we... We actually gave that a try, and we we hooked up with a major vendor, and we got some um, coding staff on board, and we started down the road, and we realized that it's such a core competency of a business management platform that you can't outsource it very well. It's like you, there there's a there's a business concept that you need to do your core competencies and the things that are not, those things are okay to outsource. And it became really evident that we needed to be able to not just have all this data, but give it back to people in a useful form so that it could be turned into insight. And the only way to do that was to, was to build a platform like IKPI. That was the only real viable solution because we tried it the other way. And, you know, that's just yet another lesson learned. And we've done, done it a few times every so often we get tempted. Oh, yeah, we'll just hook this up to it. But that just really doesn't work. And if you look around at, at you know, just what's in the market in general, that's why Excel is used so much because people have all of the data. They can't use it because it's in disparate systems. It's in this system and that system and this system. And they've got to aggregate it somehow to put it together to be able to develop, you know, a spreadsheet and then therefore you have all the overhead that's involved with going in, getting that data out, putting it in somewhere else, reformatting it, inventing it, and delivering it to whoever needs to see it, like, you know, whether it's the CEO or, or, or a salesperson or a manager of some kind, or anybody for that matter. So, so it was just, Wendy, it was really just 
it was kind of, it, it just seemed obvious, you know, that, that the only way for us to deliver the kind of information and insight that we wanted to deliver was that we were going to have to build this thing. So we, um, we came up with some uh, really cool development ideas on how we would do it. And, um, you know, like, I don't, I'm not the coder of this, right? I, I just, I kind of like get an idea and then, and then I, I met it through lots of channels. I talked to a lot of people. I, I you know, try to go, is this going to work? And then sometimes you got to go a little bit with your gut and say, okay, this, we're going to do this, you know, but it's a combination of all those things, but really it, it's, it's the market itself. It's the people that want this stuff that are guiding the, the development of what we do in, in a sense. I mean, we still want to invent stuff. You know, it's like that old saying that Henry Ford saying, he said, if, if my customers, um, you know, if, if I would have asked my customers what they wanted, they would have told me they, they wanted a faster horse, you know, and, um, and you got to think a little beyond just what someone's asking you directly for. But I think we're at our company, we're pretty intuitive people and, and we know how to translate, you know, the, the actual desire that people have into something that's you know, really useful. Well, there, you addressed a need for something and that I think was way before its time was um, CrewTech. And I, I, you might have even had a mobile um, pr- uh, product prior to CrewTech. Or, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that goes way, way back. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that, that, uh, CrewTech's a really good example of, of putting something out before its time. So, so if you, you know, for people that are old enough to remember, there used to be these things called um, Palm Pilots. And they were these little digital assistants. They were the very early things. And so- Yes, I, I, I yeah, I, told, I told you, I, I do. No, I was, <laughs> I was little, but I, yeah, because no, I just remember, I remember being at, um, at, my, at, at my parents' company and they use Asset and they've been using Asset for a while. And when iCrewTech came out on Palm Pilots, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bill. You tell the story. I don't want to ruin it, but I just remember. I just, well, I remember this now. Well, so, so, so they were in the same time frame. Apple had come out with this thing called the Newton, which was, which was kind of like a Palm Pilot like thing. It was like, it was the, the thing was called Personal Digital Assistant, PDA. That was the, the acronym for it. And everybody was trying to build these things. And, and they were coming out with them and they were, they were, you know, form factor was way different than they are now and they were a lot less capable, but they were trying to, you know, even have the basic abilities of being able to write on the screen and have it actually get read by the computer. And so, so I, I had this idea, well, why can't we make some sort of like mobile field work order system using this thing? So, so I, I started working on that and we, we built one and um, the first iteration of, of these things that we came out with, we called it Minnow and it, it was made to work on a Palm Pilot, and it did, um, but not that great. And so we kind of put it out there, didn't get much traction with it, and then Microsoft came along and came out with this thing called Pocket PC, which was kind of the next generation of that. And we thought, okay, well, maybe it'll work better on a Pocket PC. So we built a version on Pocket PC. And I remember taking that to a trade show and showing it to people and everybody was like really interested in yeah we really really want that we, we like sign us up but then when it came time to actually sign them up they go nah we're not really ready for that yet we'll we'll wait a while so 
it just did not have any traction at all. I mean, it didn't, they didn't really even look at it to evaluate it, but, and frankly, it wasn't, it wasn't that great, but you know, everything's, everything's evolved, right? And mm -hmm. the time, it was cool for what it was, but, but, but what the, what the bottom line of it was is people didn't really, they weren't really ready to adopt it yet. So, so then the next kind of trend that came along was iPhone. And, and we said, well, we're going to build this thing for iPhone next. And this is when BlackBerry was really popular and people were debated. It was debatable whether iPhones would even be when the BlackBerry war and in, in, in the early time, I mean, people were saying the BlackBerry is, is it. And there were BlackBerry heads and iPhone heads and, you know, there, were, there was like a religion. And so, but we built it and we took it to a trade show and, People go, yeah, this is really cool, and and they they still didn't really want to buy it, and they but they bought it slowly. There was a few of them out there, but it really didn't. It did not take off very fast either. Even though the iPhone, like iPhone, didn't take off that fast. I remember I used to travel a lot in airplanes, and I was like one of the first people on an airplane with an iPhone, and everybody around me had Blackberries, and they'd look at me like, oh, come on, what's that, you know? And it was kind of fun, but. Um, <laughs> But it also, then I'd have, I'd have contests with them. I said, I bet I could type a message faster than you can. And they would beat me because they, they, I don't know if you ever saw anybody type on a Blackberry, but they're just, they were just <laughs> right? so fast. It was crazy. <laughs> they, they had thumb disease, right, from that. I mean, it was like, it was, it was not good. But, um, but, but the, the, we just kind of stuck with it. And, and it, it started to gain traction slowly, though. God, it was like the slowest curve. And, um, and now it's, it's, it's really taken off. I mean, that iCrewTech is a, is, is a really powerful product that, that is simple for people to use and adopt. Um, mm -hmm. It saves incredible amounts of time administratively. It, it, I mean, we've had many, many clients say that to us, they have saved, you know, the equivalent of a person or two people or even three people's worth of time in data entry for their crews with this kind of stuff and it's much more reliable. So, so it's, it's exciting. That's, that's probably our, one of our best successes, if not our best success in, in the market. And we, and we came out and it's like the third or fourth generation of it. So we've been doing the first ones were before 2000 that, that we did. Wow. And it is, it's an awesome, awesome product. That's my baby. I love iCrewTag. <laughs> that's your baby. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> I never got to experience it firsthand, um, actually working in the industry, but I remember the, the paper timesheets. So when people ask me, is iCrewTech worth it? Even though I don't know real time how it works because I don't use it myself, I've been down the paper timesheet trail and oh my gosh, Bill, I just tell people, you're gonna love it. it I mean, it's so amazing. Yeah, people don't, once they start using it, they, they don't stop using it. I mean, if it wasn't good, they, they would. And I mean, the only time people ever don't succeed with iCrewTech is when internally they just don't have the, the I don't know, discipline to see it through. Because it, it's different at first mm -hmm. and people are used to what they're doing and it's, it's new. And, and there are some people that are pretty resistant to change, but in every case where people give it a fair try, they, they embrace it and, and, and it's mission critical for the companies that use it. It really is. And people think it's a, it, it really is very easy to implement the, the device. The app itself is super easy to use and the crews pick it up. There's a very short learning cur curve with the crews. I mean, you might have a few 
you know, resistant. But I, I think for the most part now, all the crews are comfortable with technology and that's what they're used to. They yeah. pick that up very quickly. And then just in the office, it's just getting that process down, which, and it's really exactly what you're doing when you're processing paper. It's the same three steps, but there's uh, no data entry. No data mm-hmm. entry. It's that's a win for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. higher quality. Too. Yeah. Right. More it, accurate. You know, it's very accurate. Yep. Somebody's chicken scratch into, you know, okay, what, what time did he write down there? You know, and you don't have to do any of that. So, exactly. yeah. What job was that for? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Bill, yeah. you survived your first podcast. I did. Yeah. Are you scared anymore? No, I want to do more. I know. It's fun. I knew that was going to happen. I know. We've created a monster. Yeah. That means you'll join us again. Someday. Yep. Someday we can get you again and chat. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd really like to get some of of our uh, clients to participate with some of their insights too. It'd be awesome. Definitely. I can see this being really fun. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's pretty. It is fun. A lot easier than I thought. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just having a conversation yeah. and, and you know, learning new things and talking about new things. And we always talk about clients if people are interested. Yeah. Raise your hands, clients. Yes. We want you <laughs> we to be guest on our podcast. Every meeting. <laughs> and where do they have to email? Um, how about, I bet Bill's knows this. Oh, the answer to that question? Yes. Yeah. But- yeah, include.com. Yes, oh, team at include.com. Yes. Did it. you forget, Miles? I forgot. <laughs> Silly me. Oh. Team at include.com with oh. your feedback, suggestions. We would love to hear what you want us, you know, topics that you want to hear. And of course, volunteers to be guests. We want to have you. Indeed. Before we go, what is everyone else up, up for the week? Anything exciting? Miles, you go first. Oh, man, uh, I asked a question. I have to go first. <laughs> That's right. That's how okay. it works. Um, so this week, I am, we're working on an IKPI, a couple IKPI dashboards um, in prep for the update that's coming up. So that's going to be very cool. Uh, that deals specifically with job costing. And um, I guess the best analogy for them would be when you go file print job profit loss report in job manager. It's very close to the equivalent of that, but only better and more dynamic and cooler. So, um, which is really exciting. So that's in beta. Those are in beta right now. So working on those and cleaning up um, our e-signature product, IE sign. um, We're like Bill said, we're coming to the close. So I got working on that. And then, then, you know, tickets that come up and any little trainings, but it should be, it should be a good rest of the week. Um, I'm 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 feeling positive about it. Excellent, excellent. Well, I guess I would say I've been pretty busy with clients, which is fantastic, and I've been like every single month I say, except for I think one month February. I've had a I've had more than one client or more than one client going live. So I have another client going live this Friday. Just had a check-in session with them today, which went really well. And a couple of weeks ago, he said that he was kind of scared. And I said, are you still scared? And he said, no. 
he said, I'm getting excited. I said, I know you got a lot of work to do because it's the accounting side of things, but they're excited. They, they just cannot wait to hit the ground running with the software. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So it's going to end on a, on a good note, a client going live on Friday. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm just doing, I have some internal things that we're working on uh, and getting ready for um, the next update. I have some it's a little testing to do with iCrewTech and working through ticket backlogs. Oh, yeah. How about you, Bill? Nice. Oh, oh, yeah, Bill. Yeah, What's Bill, going what on? you got going on? <laughs> world? Besides partying. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I don't really have any huge plans other than I'm going to just try to enjoy the day, you know, as they go every day. It's, it's um, simple, but kind of a little bit of a simple time right now. So exactly. I'm trying to, trying to over, overdo it, but there's, there's lots on the plate and I'm really, I'm, I'm super excited about all the stuff that's going on. So, um, it's kind of, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, there's lots, lots of good stuff that include. So thank you so much, yeah. Bill. And thanks, Bill. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for joining us. Please send us your feedback, ideas, and um, volunteers for guests. And email us at teamatinclude.com. Yes, with all of that. Right. So <laughs> we will see you really soon. Talk to you really soon, I suppose. Uh, On the next podcast. Next podcast. Stay tuned. We'll we'll be back soon. So thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.